The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You're listening to Talk with Renee Dallow, episode number 112. Talk about branching out to destinations with Oniki Hardman. Oniki Hardman is the founder and creative director of Oniki Occasions and Petite Palm Beach Weddings. She specializes in destination wedding planning and elegant event design from head to toe, start to finish. As a graduate of the Fashion Institute of Technology in New York City, Oniki has a 20-plus year career background in the fashion industry, where she was fortunate to travel the globe as a designer for several notable corporations. But with a desire to create on a more intimate level, she founded Oniki Occasions in 2015. Her keen eye for design has led her to produce destination weddings, nonprofit galas, corporate retreats, and social events in New York City, South Florida, and throughout the Caribbean. Oniki's weddings, events, and wedding expertise have been featured in publications such as Montalucci Bride, a cover feature in Modern Luxury Weddings, Brides, The Knot, Special Event Magazine, New Jersey Bride, The Bee Collective, and more. Named as a rising star and collaborator of the year in 2019 by Montalucci Bride, Oniki is a proud member of the Coterie by Montalucci, NAWP, ABC, Ethos West Collective, The Bee Collective, and The List by Modern Luxury Weddings. When she's not up in the air traveling to her next destination, you can find Oniki and her family at home in South Florida or New Jersey, depending on the season. Oniki is here with us today to talk all about branching out to destinations, especially in light of COVID. So if you want to get out of your neighborhood and plan on the road, this is the episode for you, friends. Go grab your coffee, grab your tea, let's talk it out. Welcome to Talk with Renee Dallow, biz chat for wedding pros and creatives. Tune in every week for no BS real talk from industry experts that want to help you thrive in your business and your life. Here's your host, event planner, educator, and sushi addict, Renee Dallow. Grab a glass and get ready to talk it out. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Talk with Renee Dallow. It's me. I'm caffeinated and I'm here and I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm here with Oniki Hartman. Oniki, how are you? I'm amazing. So excited to be oh, here, Renee. That is the best answer anyone's ever given me. <laughs> Listeners, next time someone asks you how you are, don't go with like, I'm fine. Go with amazing. <laughs> amazing. You know, if you speak it, you will be it. Ah, oh, already dropping it. Already. <laughs> Oniki, you and I go way back five minutes ago when we met. Indeed. But what I love is that you are the right person for the job today. We are talking about networking everywhere and how to switch markets. Because when I asked you where you were located, you legit looked at me dead eyed and said everywhere. And I was like, yep, here we go. <laughs> Time for takeoff. Was I that know. always a goal of yours to be like everywhere? You know what? It kind of was. I am, I was never known for sitting still. <laughs> and hence the reason I became a destination wedding planner and based out of, you know, two different geographical areas. So yeah, it was, it was kind of a goal. 
and you know, you just kind of make it, I've made it my reality. I love that. I wonder always about destination wedding planners just in the, just in that it's harder. Like our job is hard to begin with. And then you're also like, and Hey, I'm going to go to this place that I've never been to before and try to make magic happen. Like it, I think like, I always say wedding planners are built differently, but I also think destination wedding planners have another layer of like built differently. Like you're just up for a challenge at all times, at all times. <laughs> if, if it's not challenging, I'm bored and I'm asleep. And you know, so yes, yeah. you gotta yes. be built for it though, for sure. So what would you say as far as like character traits, what would you say being built for it means, you know? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> character traits. I mean, aside from like saying passport ready and yeah. already having like, I guess, uh, I guess you can refer to it as like, I was already well-traveled Yes. Pr prior to getting into this. You can't yes. just have this like wanderlust and, you know, have never gone outside of your, you know, your city or your state previously and say that you want to specialize in destination. It just doesn't work. You got to yeah. be able to like walk the walk and talk the talk to your clients 100%. to, you know, especially like, yeah, it, it's, you got to be made for it, built for it, groomed for it. And like always ready for wherever is next. Would you say that when you travel to a new place, just even as yourself, not as a wedding planner, are you more of a, like an assimilator into the culture or are you more like an observer of the culture? Both. So I'm a Libra. Um, so I tend to be a little bit reserved, a little bit like take a step back, look, observe, kind of soak it all in. But then, you know, once I, you know, am a day or two in, I want to eat where the locals eat. I want to do, you know, I want to know what the locals are into. And it's so important as a destination wedding planner to get into that as well, because, and I think that that's one of the things that sets me and my weddings and events apart is that it's always going to be reflective of where we are and taking that on, you know, whether it be from some of the music, some of the culture and like the food that they eat or you know, in the design. So you got to kind of jump right into where you are and take it all in. Yeah. I think it's important to know you as a, all of us as humans, like what our mode is, right? Because like, side story. So my mom and I went to Europe a couple of years ago, many years ago now, it was like 2016. And um, my mom had never been, and I had been to Italy a bunch of times with different family members. And I had such a hard time traveling together because my mother is an observer and I am an assimilator. So we would get off, we were on a cruise and we'd get off the cruise, you know, at these ports. And my mom would be like, literally, we got off the cruise ship at like in the port that was closest to Ferenz. And she looked at me and said, well, where's the David? And I was like, well, they don't keep it at the port, mom. Like, what are you, we have to go into the city. So like, and I was, my husband kept saying, like, he was texting me, like, is everyone having a good time? And I was like, well, I know I am, but it was hard for me to look at her experience and think that she was having a good time because I was used to assimilating and she was fine to sort of just watch. No, it, it, that won't work. <laughs> that won't yeah. work for sure. I mean, and a little bit of backstory on me before I was like full blown into the wedding industry, I was a shoe designer. Uh, and before I was a shoe designer, I was a shoe buyer. So nice. my entire career, I was traveling for work nonstop. Yeah. Um, and you had to immerse yourself in the everyday life of like the people, right? Because, you know, when I was 25 and going to China every other month by myself, you just kind of got to be in it, you know? Yeah. So 
what would you, you say just observe yeah and what would you say like for someone who wanted to sort of get into destination weddings did you start with like one or two like locations that you already loved or were you sort of going where the market dictated a little bit of both so you know you never know and this is with all weddings you never know with you know whatever client calls you next where that next wedding is going to be whether it be a new venue that you've never uh been to or whatever the case may be and one of my top tips and this will this is totally relevant to the question that you just asked to get into destination wedding planning you got to actually start locally so for instance um you know just think with a, a smaller scope one of my first destination weddings that i did was for was in orlando and people don't necessarily think of like a local area or somewhere domestic as a destination wedding. Mm -hmm. But for instance, a lot of my clients come from another country and want to get married here at a place that is a huge destination, you know, known worldwide. And right. that particular client, for instance, they were from Bermuda. They thought that they wanted a wedding in Miami, but they, you know, as I was presenting options to them, it just didn't look and feel like what they had, env had envisioned in their mind. And so, you know, you really have to listen to your clients and what they're looking for. And I knew with them, what they were describing to me, that venue was in Orlando. And so that's where this, this destination wedding ended up being. And, you know, at the time I was living in New Jersey, which is where I'm from. So it may not seem like very far or like destination, but trust me, once you start to handle clientele from all over the world, and you know working and assimilating yourself into a city that's not your own and having mm -hmm. to network there and get to know that market and what's available to you in terms of venues vendors and everything else that's how you start and once you kind of build that momentum up and build that that you know get that training under your belt that prepares you to go wherever you see fit for your business yeah and i'd love that you mentioned networking in other locations because as you know, whatever, we're recording this in early September. I don't know where we are in the pandemic. I mean, we're still in a pandemic. Let's not joke about Absolutely. it or lie to ourselves. But um, as we hopefully figure out what's next or how to live with this, I think in-person networking is coming back. It's going to continue to come back. And there really is something really powerful about saying, you know, I do want to do more weddings in Orlando. Why don't I fly? Why don't I make it in my business to fly down there and network? You know, we, it's something that we get to do locally in California. And I know that there are some Los Angeles based wedding planners who do not see the value in traveling like two hours to Santa Barbara to go to a local networking event there. But I do, I've seen it because then I have the power of going, oh, I have many friends in Santa Barbara. Maybe I've only met them twice, but I feel connected to them. I feel like I could call that florist and say, hey, I have a wedding for you. So is that something you did in that in this first, um, you know, first idea with Orlando? Absolutely. hundred percent. And I can tell you from that first wedding, um, I still, you know, maintain relationships with pretty much that entire vendor team. And, you know, again, doing an incredible wedding in one location, you know, one city, you do it well, you're going to be back there. Um, yes. that, that venue is probably the one that I do the most weddings at and, and, and the, the disadvantage that I have at being a destination wedding planner is that, you know, it's much harder to get on a list or be known for, mm -hmm. uh, servicing a particular venue as you might, if you're a wedding planner known in a local area, because you are 
you know, opening yourself up to the world saying, you know, I, I do weddings everywhere. And so it's hard to maintain any sort of consistency. However, you do it well and you're going to be back. And so now, you know, I networked with those, I don't want to say the right people, but I built a, I, I was intentional about my networking in that city. Um, I was intentional about my research into who I would want to work with that can execute um, the look and feel and service level that I was going for for that wedding. The key for me was building and maintaining relationships there. And so probably now every time I'm in Orlando or even the surrounding areas, I'm working with that same exact vendor team. I love that. I love that. As a destination planner, how much of your job is educating your clients about these locations and not necessarily like the nuts and bolts, but like the cultural stuff? Because I know a couple of years back, I went to Cartagena, which I know I'm saying incorrectly. Every time I say that, someone writes to me. No, but someone will always DM me and say, I'm saying it wrong, but I don't know. I can't roll my R's, you guys, so that it's going to be Cartagena. Anyway, we were there and really immersed ourselves. We were there as like a fam trip. And I learned a lot about what weddings were like in Colombia. And I know that weddings are different, even domestically, like New Orleans weddings are different than New Jersey weddings. Like how much of that falls to you as the destination planner to be the expert in all these different sort of cultural norms? A good amount. A good amount for sure. <laughs> a good amount. I mean, I wouldn't put yourself out there as saying, you know, I'm a, you know, for instance, I have yet to do a New Orleans destination wedding. Sure. Have I been to New Orleans? Absolutely. So you always have to be honest with your clients. Don't mm-hmm. try to, this is not the area to fake it till you make it. <laughs> it's not yeah. going to go over too well because they may be very much more well-versed on that city or that destination mm-hmm. than you are. So just be honest, but do your research because they are looking to us as experts in every single area. Um, And for instance, and I'll I'll use this as an example, if I was preparing to do a wedding in New Orleans, a city that I've been to many times, but never for weddings, of course I'm going to rely on, again, a network that I've been building all along. I'm gonna reach out to a planner in that city there's more than a work, more than enough, you know, weddings and work to go around for everyone. And I'm going to, yes. you know, say, what do I need to know? Who do I need to work with? Who should I avoid working with? Or whatever the case may be. Yes. Um, but again, this is not like cold calling everyone in that city. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've been intentional all along about, you know, commenting on Instagram or social media or networking at different events so that I, I have a network everywhere. I have networks in so many places because I've been intentional knowing that at some point I love New Orleans. I'm going to want to do a wedding there. And so, you know, that is, that is key. So again, it's not about fake it till you make it, but it's about, you know, just preparing yourself well in advance for, you know, being intentional about the markets that you would like to be in or, or areas that you'd like to serve. Yeah. I I also want to do a wedding in New Orleans. I hear they're really cool. It's like, it's more like a cocktail party. And then, exactly. you, and then you do the second line. So there's no, there's not really like a sit down dinner. It's very, very different from what I'm used to in New York and LA. So mm-hmm. I actually had a client who booked me a couple of years ago who wanted a New Orleans wedding. And I was like, let's do it. And then they completely changed their mind and decided to stay in LA. And I was so sad about it. Like it was the kind of sad where I kept, I kept feeling sad about them, even though they were lovely and the wedding we did was lovely. I was also like, 
could have been in New Orleans. Like, I know. I, yeah, I was, I was bummed about it. But what can you do? People change their minds. Yeah, I know that heartbreak all too well. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how when people when when clients book you? I mean, like I know you said they wanted Miami, ended up in Orlando. How um. I don't want to say loose because I don't feel like that's the right word, but how much like flexibility do you have in your initial meetings and contracts where you're just like, you get me for, for what, for wherever you have any restrictions, I guess. Oh, I absolutely have restrictions and I all. Uh, <laughs> Good. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so essentially like, <laughs> and the bride will tell you this because it's, it, it's in one of her, her review of my services is out there probably, you know, somewhere. And she said exactly this. She said, oh, Nikki suggested this venue. And, you know, I had given them a spreadsheet. I, I put together a, a venue brief, if you will. Mm -hmm. So usually what I recommend um, or what I suggest to my clients is that, you know, if they don't know exactly where they want their wedding, they have an idea. Again, listening is key. Listening to the vision that they have for their wedding, what's important to them, what's not so much, you know, like top three type of thing. And again, you're always networking, you're always looking around for venues. And again, you kind of have this like stable of, of, of places that you know would be great for a wedding one day. Mm -hmm. And again, so for instance, with this couple, I could clearly see the vision and everything that she described to me in mind. And of course she's telling me Miami, but in the back of my head, I said, I know this venue in Orlando would be, you know, <laughs> yeah. fit the bill a hundred percent. So what I did with that particular client Essentially, what I promise to, to clients is that I'll give them up to eight venues that I know are available on the date that they're looking for that fit the parameters of budget and everything else, capacity, all that good stuff. When I presented this venue brief to this client, I made that Orlando venue very last on the list and I knew it was an outlier, but it's always good to throw an outlier in kind of mm -hmm. like when you're dress shopping, like you might think you know <laughs> what dress is going to look good on you, but then that consultant brings this other one and it's like, oh, no, you know, you yes. as the expert, you got to be ready and you got to know, you know, so that's, that's the big key right there. She told me, and it's in her review, she did not look at that venue for like three days because she was like, why would Oniki put this on the list? She knows we're looking for a Miami wedding. <laughs> she clicked on it. She looked on the information and she was like, oh my God, I'm in love. They literally booked the venue sight unseen. They were like, this is the one. Wow. And I'm telling you, I go back to that venue more than any other now. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and that's why you hire a wedding planner, right? Because it's our job to know 100%. all the things, which feels overwhelming. I get it. Everyone listening who's like feeling very a certain way right now. I get it. But I also feel like you, Oniki, have a natural curiosity for this sort of work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to have this, you know, again, it's almost like per the topic of the show, always be networking, always be researching, always be, mm -hmm. you know, you can't tune things out just because it's not in your, your wheelhouse or your immediate area. You always mm -hmm. got to be taking notes. That is what we as experts are doing. Um, and just, you know, always keep an ear out because you just never know. You just, you just never know. You never know. You're right. I think there's also a fine line between, especially for those of us who've been doing this for a very long time, between being established and comfortable and knowing the places you know, and mm -hmm. then also still needing to stretch yourself and push yourself into some things that might feel um, scary, right? Like uh, even when I, I'm, an, I'm a crazy extrovert, right? And I've been to networking events in other locations and I have felt that like, oh, I'm walking in alone. What's going to happen? Mm -hmm. So 
Are you a member of any like nationwide organizations where you can go to multiple meetings in different locations? Absolutely. That is so key to networking and you know, exactly what you just described. It's that's very much me. I am an extroverted introvert. I'm mm -hmm. an, an introvert all day. I, you know, most people would say I'm shy and quiet until like, you know, year three of them knowing me, they're like, you're not <laughs> shy and quiet at all. Like, you know, it's, it's, I assimilate it to, it's like Beyonce and Sasha Fierce, right? You have yes. to go into these networking events. Like you are Beyonce, you know, Sasha yeah. Fierce is coming yes. out because, and again, that's, that's not fake it till you make it. It's, you got to put yourself out there. You got to yeah. know you again, be intentional. Now is not the time to be shy and quiet and in a corner. Now right. is the time to just have a conversation. And you know, the best advice that I got um, early on is you don't have to go in and be someone that you're not or try to meet everyone in the room. When you go to, you know, retreats or conferences and things like that, you just need to walk away with a, you know, one or two key um, people that you've met or a handful, like the, the goal is yes. not to, to meet and connect with and be remembered by everybody in the room, but you're going to find your yes. people. Yes. Be yourself, but you have to put yourself out there to some degree. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta do it. You have to do it. I always try to remind myself. Um, I'm especially thinking of this one WIPA meeting I went to in Chicago where I was like, I don't think I know anyone here, which was really unusual for me because I'm the president of WIPA in SoCal. I know everyone here. And mm -hmm. I just thought, you know what, I just need to find one wedding planner who gets it because yep. you can always talk to a like-minded, you know, colleague who's like, mm -hmm. Oh, Hey, I'm a wedding planner. Hopefully you, you're meeting the wedding planners who believe in community over competition. But I just thought like, I have to find one wedding planner who feel, who seems open. Right. Absolutely. And then I was, and then it was like off to the races in Chicago and I had a lovely time and sort of a similar thing up in Northern California, same thing where I was like, I think I know one person here. And still, you, again, like just finding something in common with one person, mm -hmm. for me at least, gives me that comfort where I'm like, okay, now I can be myself. Happens every time. And again, it's all about maintaining those relationships as well. So, you know, as I think back to every conference I've ever been to, every networking event, again, I, I want to say typically it's there's always benefit to it because I always walk away knowing either I'm taking away information because there was, you know, an education session to some degree, or I've, I've met, you know, one or two key people that I'm going to maintain a relationship with. But yeah, to your question about like, am I a member of certain associations or, you know, all that good stuff? I got a list. You want the list? Oh, yes. <laughs> tell me the list. I love it. All right. I'll, I'll run down the list and I'll, I can tell you how some of these have been so instrumental for me, but uh, ABC, which is Association of Bridal Consultants, again, integral piece of my business is being a member of ABC. And I will, I was a member of ABC when I first got into the industry as a shoe designer, um, as a, as a, I think they call it like a corporate member, right? Mm -hmm. This is how I began networking with wedding industry folks when I was still in the shoe industry. So again, my networking started long before I was a wedding planner. I love it. Um, cause I've, I've, my business is just over six years old, mm -hmm. but I've been in the industry again, trying to creep in, do my research <laughs> for 10, 11 years now. Yeah. So, you know, again, it's everything I do is strategic and, and well thought out. So You're such a Libra. I am such a Libra <laughs> through and through. <laughs> um, so ABC, and again, I started my business when I was up in New Jersey. So of course I was going to those meetings, the New Jersey ones and the New York ones. Yep. You know, and again, 
right now, again, ABC is not so active in Florida where I am for the most part, but I'm still in those Facebook groups for New York and New Jersey. And mm -hmm. I'm still, you know, it's a national organization. It's an international organization. And I'm still very much so, again, in those Facebook groups for both New York, New Jersey, and I'm, you know, wherever there is active membership, that's where my head is, is always paying attention um, to what is going on there because I still very much have clients there or business there and everything else. National Society of Black Wedding and Event Professionals, which is NSBWEP, who I know you're doing something with in about an hour and a half. That's correct. <laughs> yes. So an, a national organization. So again, they are great because they, you know, have networking events in multiple cities. If I'm, you know, if the dates line up for me, I'm going to try to be, you know, whether it's the Florida one, New York, New Jersey, or wherever the case may be. So again, another great organization. Um, NAWP, which is also in multiple regions throughout the U.S., but I attend, and that's National Association of Wedding Professionals. I attend both, um, again, because I'm based here in South Florida, I am technically a member of the Palm Beach chapter, but you bet your bottom dollar that I also attend the Miami and uh, Dade Broward meetings as well. Again, you got to be networking everywhere. Munaluchi, so Munaluchi Coterie mm -hmm. have been a member for a number of years. The Bee Collective, yes, Married Bee Collective. in Palm Beach. Uh, There's so many. So yeah. uh, what else? Ethos West, um, The List by Modern Luxury. So again, yes, you name it, I'm on it. I am not a member of ILEA, NACE, or WIPA. However, I surely have attended several of their meetings. You know, you just pay a little bit more for the, mm -hmm. you know, not a member yeah. yet type of thing. And yeah. again, if it aligns with my dates that I'm in town, I'm going. And if I see some sort of educational benefit or, you know, again, always be looking. If it's a venue that I need to see to familiarize yes. myself with, because again, as I'm venturing into a new city and trying to stake out new territory, I got to see all these venues some way, somehow. You can only mm -hmm. do but so many site visits in a day. So That's you right. may as well go and visit while you're at a networking event and meeting people. And, you know, they I always agree. do a quick tour. So, you know, this is, and usually you know about these meetings at least a month in advance, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. you know, again, my calendar, this is why I need a, this is why I always need a paper physical calendar so I can <laughs> see my month and what it's looking like and when I'm on a plane and when I'm in Miami versus Fort Lauderdale versus New Jersey or wherever else. Yeah, you're busy. I am. Um, <laughs> I love that you highlighted the organizations because I know, I mean, I know it probably sounds self-serving because I am the president of WIPA SoCal, but I really do my whole career have benefited from organizations. I was on the board of ABC Greater Los Angeles. I led Rising Tide in LA for four years. Now I'm doing WIPA and it's like, you know, there is power in these organizations. And I, I wish more wedding pros uh, really understood like being a member and getting the benefit of going to all these different things. I saw your eyes light up when I said Rising Tide. Because I forgot Rising Tide uh, and, and my chapter leader is gonna strangle me because I love her. <laughs> Forgot about Rising Tide, which surely lifts all boats. So, that's right. that's you know, right. Rising Tide's a great one. And WIPA is now coming to South Florida. That's, right. that's, that's And right. again, they kind of came into New York as I was leaving mm -hmm. that as my home base. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if I end up as a member soon. I think each organization obviously has different ethics and different values, different um, focuses, you know, different goals. Mm -hmm. So being a member, like some people say to me like, oh, well, you're with WIPA now. And I'm like, 
oh, so that's it now forever. I'm with Whippa now. Like I love, I love Whippa, but I also love Rising Tide. I love yeah. ABC. I love Aaliyah. We don't really have an, um, an MPI in my region, um, but you know, we have one in Ventura that's two hours mm -hmm. away. Who's stopping mm -hmm. me from going to Ventura? Just my calendar. Yep. Like, I think it, you have to sort of figure out for everyone listening, if you're like, well, I do want to branch out to destination. It's like, then get your butt in those destinations. Absolutely. I don't know any other way to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So some of these have been great for me on an international level, right? You know, uh, Munaluchi Coterie, for instance, I go to their retreat mm -hmm. every year and I'm able to meet First of all, the retreat many times is in a region that I'm trying to go to. I was going to say, isn't it normally like in the Caribbean? Many times. So usually they tend to alternate like one year in the Caribbean, oh. one year domestic. Um, oh, okay. and again, so um, Bermuda, which is where my husband is from there, the very first retreat I attended was there. So that was awesome. Um, this year it's in Florida in another region that I'm not in, but um, I'm a speaker at that retreat so I'm yes congrats that thank you where else it was in the bahamas previously again had previously started networking there and so you know just so many great things but yes it's great because the people that attend are coming from all over the country you know so it, the bonus was that they're in regions and, and destinations that i do business in yeah. um but being able to meet people from all over and again not walking away with a hundred new relationships, but definitely being able, being now a familiar face to a hundred people or whatever mm -hmm. it is, and walking away with five key contacts or whatever it is, you know, winding up yes. in that group so that if you have a question, you could ask it and say, you know, I don't remember who it was that I met that was from such and such place, but I got a question. Do you mind DMing me? There is so much power and value in attending. Um, conferences like this because you have that for life. I mean, I can tell mm -hmm. you there's there's organizations that are not on this list because they're not in, a, in existence anymore. But if I think back to, again, how I started networking in the wedding industry 11 years ago when I was just designing bridal shoes and I wasn't a wedding planner yet. And I think back to that very first conference that I attended, right? It was ISS, Inspire Smart Success. So many mm -hmm. of my relationships that I have today and people that I see that are the familiar faces at these conferences that are not based in the cities that I'm in, they're familiar faces because, again, I've been networking for so, so yeah. long and I am still in groups, networking groups on Facebook or wherever else with these same people. I remember ISS, Inspire yeah. Smart Success. I never went, but I remember it was always on my radar of like, oh, I should go to that one day. That and then awesome. things evolve and you know. Yeah. What I love, what I love is how deep your networking goes and you keep in touch and you keep Absolutely. it going. You obviously cultivate, you know, cause you can't just, cause I made the mistake too of like, like a few years ago when I went to Engage down in Mexico, I was invited to a fam trip the day before to this resort and it was lovely. And I did, you know, it was like, I was, I did that. And then I went to engage and it was overwhelming. And then I came home and I was like, a week went by, two weeks went by. And I was like, oh, I never followed up at that resort. And I, eventually I did, but I thought, oh, I, sh I need to do a better job of like keeping these relationships going, mm -hmm. right? So it's not just the going, but the, the communication after the fact. And actually speaking of fam trips, mm -hmm. do you do fam trips often? Do you organize or do you attend? I don't organize well kind of okay yes i do organize <laughs> i don't i don't like organize them for other people and sure say, sure you know come, come on along. Over, yeah. yeah but i always again for instance 
<laughs> this weekend it's my husband's uh, 40th birthday so we'll be away for you know six days or so in a country i've never been to at a uh, networking dinner for uh, a certain uh, group um hotel group i'll say i met the saint lucia rep and so surely a week or two ago i reached out to her let her know i'm finally coming to saint lucia nice what do you got for me what can i see while i'm there you know primary yes. goal of the trip is vacation but, but of course i can find a morning to go see the properties that i would love yes to sell or the one thing that i need that i need to know to tell you know all these clients that call me up saying oh i'd love to do a wedding in saint lucia and i'm always honest never been there but yep. here's how i can help now i'm gonna be able to say when i get back from this vacation i've been there i've seen you know they showed me the top uh resort for weddings or the top you know non-resort uh whatever venue for mm -hmm. for weddings or this place that you got to take pictures you got to make use of wherever you're going yes. you gotta again this is a person that i met at a networking dinner one random night two years ago surely i kept her contact information one of the tips that i have for everybody listening email that person like again i totally get renee i identify you didn't get to do it right away <laughs> whatever it is because yeah, i'm don't guilty do what of I that did. sometimes don't too because my did. calendar is all over the place yep same. whatever it is it's okay just reach out at some point hopefully within at, at most a month whatever it is be sure to reference where and how you met that person or whatever it is because you know what google is our best friend and gmail is essentially google so yep. when I'm, you know, I couldn't remember, to be honest, that person's name right off the bat. Right. But surely if I type in the keywords of St. Lucia or, you know, whatever I did remember, whether it was right. the restaurant where we ate or, you know, the networking event or the venue, if I mentioned it in my email, I'm going to be able to search my Gmail and find That's her right. that way. Searching Gmail is genius, like genius. business life hack that I don't know that enough people do, but I'm with you 100%. You know what I do? <laughs> this is like my, I'm like, I always say on this podcast, I say things and I'm like, everyone must think that I'm like bonkers. <laughs> so my Gmail is like very organized. Everything has a folder. Every email gets put into a folder, but I also have what I call like aspirational folders. Mm -hmm. And one of them is called Mexican wedding venues. And one of them is called Italian wedding venues. And so when I'm on a list, I don't know how I got on these lists, but there's a handful of Italian wedding venues that email me on the regular mm -hmm. to be like, if you're ever here, come visit. And so they're tucked away. And we were supposed to go to Italy last year, but of course it was postponed during COVID. So eventually we'll go back and you better believe I'm literally planning our trip around these venues because I want to see them, but also like, yes, if I'm going to be there already, yes, mm -hmm. I'm going to go see the venues a hundred percent. You got to make things happen thing for Mexico. yourself. You yes. got to be able to make things happen for yourself. And again, it's not going to be full-blown fam trip, um, you know, fully hosted or anything like that, no. but you got to be able to make things happen when and wherever. So yes, it's great to be invited on fams. Um, but just like with networking events, if, if my schedule doesn't allow because I have a wedding or event that I'm already booked for or something like that, mm -hmm. sometimes I miss it, but I'm surely keeping that contact information. I'm surely making note of venues that I need to see or would like to see when I am going to be in that place. Um, yeah. but again, networking is what gets you those invites on the fan trips yeah you know letting 100%. them know other places that you've worked that they know is is competition for them or similar you know mm -hmm. if, if she's if she's booking this venue she can book ours you know that yeah. sort of thing that's what gets you in there so 
And also for those listening who are like, yeah, but I don't even know where to start. There actually are a few organizations that book fam trips that you have to pay a little bit to go to. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, I know the tourism board of Cancun does this on because I get the emails from them. They're like, mm-hmm. hey, we're, we're putting together this fam trip. It's not free. It's like $200, but we're covering for all. I mean, it's the value you get. Incredible. I don't see anything wrong with investing in that for you and your and yourself and your business to see if you even like it. Exactly. Because some, <laughs> some people will learn quickly that they don't. It's so but they true. don't have the capacity for it, you know, going back to, you know, how you exactly. <laughs> being built for this is not for everybody. Yeah. It's I mean, I, let everybody. me just say like my own, my own opinion is like, if you are a nervous traveler, if you are sort of a mess, when you travel, you're disorganized, you forget things, travel makes you nervous. You prefer being at home, you know, maybe destination isn't, isn't for you. I, I feel like I'm like a, mm-hmm. I'm like a warrior traveler. I have, yeah. I'm, I'm like this. In fact, my husband and I just traveled for a friend's wedding and he tried to put something in my carry-on bag and I was like, dut, 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 don't touch that. <laughs> and he's like, why? I'm like, because everything is exactly where I know it is and I can't have anyone changing any of it because then I will forget something. Exactly. And, like, and he literally shook his head and he's like, your brain is so strange. I was like, I know, but it works. But like, Planner yeah. brain, planner brain yeah. is just different, number one. I have to be like but... systemized about it, you know? Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm totally like, you know, global entry, TSA yes. check always had a passport like you know you gotta you know be ready stay ready oh nikki you gotta be clear do you have clear i don't have clear okay you gotta get clear i keep wanting to do that free trial yeah so that's how they got us because we were traveling out of lax and the lot we have and we have global entry so and that includes obviously tsa pre-check for those who are listening who don't know the ins and outs Mm -hmm. and the pre-check line was long because it was like 5 a.m out of lax which is always a shit show Mm mm-hmm and the clear girl was like, do you have clear? And I, I looked at her like, if we had clear, would I be standing here? And she's like, let me get you set up with a trial. We were going to be waiting online anyway. Yep. We got walked to the front of pre-check. That's what they do. They walk you to the front of the line. I was like, this Love feels it. fancy. But then also it saved us about 45 minutes. And that clear line in every airport I've been in, it's always empty. Always. It's always, it's always clear. Because they're, they're walking you in. And then, and then like, and this is, might be the bougiest thing I've ever said in this podcast. We'd saved us 45 minutes and then we ended up getting 45 more minutes in the Admiral's Lounge yes. at American Airlines. Yes. And I was like, That's well. two more glasses of champagne. Thank you. That was two more mimosas and a yep. bagel that I got to eat. So. Exactly. Yeah. If you, if you're someone who already loves travel and you're a little bored with your, you know, your local market, then yes, of course, like, of course, educate yourself, invest in yourself, do what Oniki's telling you to do. At the very least, get on a little commuter flight and go to to a, a slightly far flung networking event for you, just like a little out of your comfort zone, right? Absolutely. Ah. I was gonna say something clever, but I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't think of the analogy. <laughs> but you got it. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta make yourself a little uncomfortable. It'll, the, the, the payoff will be absolutely worth it. I promise. I think that's the the thesis of this whole episode. You gotta kind of have to make yourself a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. The payoff is always worth it. You're a hundred percent right. So for those people who are listening for our listeners, our lovely listeners who might be feeling uncomfortable, like they want to do it, but they do feel uncomfortable. You know, what would you say to get them sort of into into motion here what's the first thing they should do just do it just book something just go baby steps um uh, see, i'm like throw yourself off a cliff and you're like baby <laughs> steps and this is why we have guests on the show guys <laughs> reel it back in a little bit <laughs> <laughs> 
reel it back in. <laughs> but for instance, for instance, when we talk baby steps, right? Because as much networking as I've done and as many great groups I've been a part of, I have yet to, you know, you mentioned engage. I have yet to attend engage. I know I need to, it's coming soon, but again, research and knowing kind of your place in the market and taking those baby steps, for instance, engage is not like the networking event you start with. That's engage, correct. Engage, you know, start by joining some of these other groups and going to some other networking events so that you're prepared to network when you get to engage. Engage is intense. And I did not go until 2019. And I remember saying to anyone who would listen, because uh, I drank the Kool-Aid at the first day, I was like, I don't know about this place. They have to impress me. Let's see. And by day three, I was like, so I'm coming back next year. Um, and then, of course, COVID hit. But it's intense. It's not for newbies. I literally was saying to everyone, like, I'm really glad I waited and came this year. Yeah. You feel, I feel like for Engage, uh, and you're obviously well, way uh, prepared for Engage, but you really have to have uh, your foundation under you. Mm -hmm. It's too easy to be thrown off course by the, the incredible heavy hitters that are literally sitting next to you. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Oh, oh, Preston, Bailey, hi, sat next to me at breakfast. What's up? Wow. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, engage is one of those things like, you know, I'm all about the whole shoot your shot type of thing, that mentality. But again, it's mm -hmm. when preparation, you know, luck is, is they say luck is when preparation meets opportunity or whatever it is, you got to be prepared. Again, you got to yes. know what you're doing. So like, I'm not suggesting that anybody just be a newbie and go in there and shoot your shot. You've got to again, this takes years of, you know, having experience under your belt. Um, to be able to go in and try to network with, you know, again, we're all aspiring to be on the next level. But there, as we mentioned earlier, as we we're talking about rising tide, a rising tide lifts all boats, and you really rise by lifting others. So, you know, one of the key tips that I like to give is, you know, be a fountain, not a drain. So, mm -hmm. you know, you got to be willing to give of yourself and not, you know, or it's not take, 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 it's more give, give, give. So I am always giving, you know, as I'm networking with people, how can I help you? Who can I introduce you to that I might know in my network? Mm -hmm. People are always coming to me and I'm freely giving because again, as I, as I referenced, for instance, with New Orleans, I'm not going to be hesitant to reach out to a planner that's in that market because I'm, I've been giving all along. <laughs> without yes. anything yes you know necessarily in mind but i know that when i'm going to need that information from someone in my network they are going to freely give in return because i've been giving all along right yeah. you're a connector i'm a connect i'm total connector yeah. total connector so yeah that's my that. that's I'm my best advice like you know be giving all along be prepared so that when you have these opportunities in front of you then you know then you're ready for that moment. That's when uh, I love that's it. When magic happens. It's like, it's like what Tarika says. Like, would you be ready if Oprah called? That's what <laughs> I it, she I has would. that on, on her Instagram. I'm like, me, God, I hope I'd be ready. I think I'd I freak out first if Oprah called, and then I'd oh, be like, goodness. and then it, that would just be a moment of like, yeah, yeah, say yes, we'll figure it out. <laughs> just say yes. Just say yes. Uh, Again, another event planner brain thing. Like yeah. that's that's what we do, <laughs> you know. And when, and when when we're particularly under pressure, I think that's when the most magic happens because you just got to do something, do what you've been, you know, what what we know to do. Um, yeah. You know, it's just like one of those things you don't necessarily know what you would do until you're put in that situation, and you know, 
Yeah. hundred percent. The pressure is kind of what makes us, the pressure is what forms the diamond, <laughs> you know? Well, damn, if that isn't the perfect place to stop, the pressure is what forms the diamond y'all. Yeah. Oh, Nikki, thank you so much for being here. I literally could talk to you all day. I know we have businesses and lives to get back to, but where can everyone find you on the, on the World Wide web? On the World Wide Web. So my business is O Nikki Occasions, O-H-N-I-K-I-O-C-C-A-S-I-O-N-S dot com. Um, you can email me at info at O Nikki Occasions. And I am on social media, mostly Instagram as O Nikki Occasions. Lovely. Well, we'll put all of that in the show notes. So those of you who are driving don't feel compelled to uh, get into a car accident just to write down O Nikki stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I do want to hear from you guys in the Instagram DMs. I want to know how many of you are considering destination or considering tackling a new market. One of the things we didn't get to touch on, but I find so relevant about this topic is at least in my local market of LA and Nikki, I'm curious to hear about from you as well, is that people are leaving and going to other markets uh, post COVID or whatever part of COVID we're in now. Are you finding that in Florida too? hundred percent. Um, <laughs> so South Florida, where I am is essentially like a sixth borough of New York city. And the <laughs> majority of people I meet down here are also from like New York, New Jersey. Cousins. It's yeah. just, you know, have you been here, you know, since COVID when everybody, there was like a flight out of like New right. York, like everybody left at once with COVID, but many people have been coming here, you know, for the past, you know, it's just a matter of like, are they going to say I've been here for 20 years or five years, whatever it is. Major like half of the people I meet down here are from New York and New Jersey. So yes, a great amount of people are leaving, um, you know, cities that have gotten too expensive or, you know, because everybody's working remotely, people are yes. moving all over. So I see it happen all the time. New yeah. Yorkers move to New Jersey because there's more space or, you know. Oh yeah, I saw that happen a lot of my friends as well. Yeah. So my point in bringing this up um, at the end of this episode is that I want you to know that if you're thinking about it, but you're feeling like, well, I don't know, is it like, it seems like everybody's on the move. Mm -hmm. So now is the perfect time to like introduce yourself to a new market because you definitely won't be alone. Everyone's sort of shifting and, and, and changing and figuring out what this next phase of our businesses are going to be like. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the weird gifts of this weird time we're living through is that you get to decide, right? You get to figure out who you're going to be. Absolutely. That's the beauty Absolutely. of it. Yeah, 100%. Thank yep. you so much, Oniki. It was so lovely to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed being here. And I could talk to you all day also. So We're going to have to yeah. schedule another one of these. I'm Oniki's down for it, whatever. I'm down. All right. <laughs> Friends, you know what I'm going to say. I'm going to say thank you for spending your time with us because your time is a thing you cannot get back. And I appreciate you always spending it with us. We will see you next week, same time, same place. Bye for now, friends. Thanks, Renee. Bye. Thanks for listening to Talk with Renee Dallow. Dive into the show notes at ReneeDallow.com forward slash podcast and connect with Renee at Talk with Renee Dallow on Instagram. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio.